0: seekers explorers and uh, renegades out there welcome to another episode of the alchemic experience podcast i'm your host christopher lemke today we're looking into the basics of the awakening process Uh, normally when we think of awakenings we think of uh, quote-unquote spiritual awakenings where you wake up to some religious uh, realization or something like that but in actual fact it's more awakening to yourself and it is the process when we start reflecting on ourselves and looking at ourselves from our internal locus of evaluation as opposed to the external locus of evaluation, that we uh, start this process of awakening. And it could be uh, in relations to how we perceive ourselves in the, uh, with environmentalisms, uh, you know, animal rights, social rights, social justice. Uh, And indeed, of course, uh, spiritual, how we uh, look at ourselves in in relations to other people but also to a higher aspect of ourselves. So it's always good to have an idea of the basic concept of the process and so forth because then we are able to identify ourselves in that and then it allows us to move through it with more ease and grace. So, get ready to uh, approach some of the big topics in life and uh, hope you enjoy the discussion. Thich Nhat Hanh said that uh, we are here to awaken from the illusion of separateness. I think if you look at awakening, you know, people, most people that haven't reflected on awakening as a process in their lives, uh, probably find it synonymous with a religious experience of some sort uh it's like if you're born a christian or something like that then you've had an awakening of type right uh, but it's i mean awakening as a function or a process is really um a realization about something you shift a a into a different paradigm in a rather uh, kind of quick fashion. So it's, it's in a moment, right? So it could be that you realize something about yourself, uh, choices of direction in your life. Um, and so we can look at different relationships because it, it is that like uh, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh is talking about it's the, the illusion of separateness. It's when you realize the lack of separation. That's part of that awakening so it could be you know your relationship to whatever really so we can look at you know your relationship with earth animals plants other humans energy or like subtle energy consciousness karma conditioning uh, your upbringing your society all these different things that you see yourself as separate from or have a relationship with if you come, in, come to a realization about something within that, and that realization shifts your mindset or shifts your perception in one fell swoop, that's an awakening. Anybody can go through a number of different awakenings throughout their lifetimes. Um, so now there's of course, you know, we have a choice as, as how to how we approach or how we perceive uh these kind of realizations uh so i think the if you those people that awaken to a new path in their life that is going to serve them in a in a more uh, shall we say holistic way or more uh, positive way uh, as opposed to you look at someone who wakes up one morning and realizes that you know, every, everything is crap, and that anger is the only way to go about it. Uh, that's also an awakening, but then you're realizing your realization takes you down uh, more of a dark path, and that's that's more like snapping, right?
1: Thank you very much for that introduction. I think this is such a wonderful subject to be talking about, um, and I think I agree with you that awakening is the process that is something that is constantly happening. And some time ago, I had a wonderful conversation with Tim Freak. He's such a brilliant guy. And one of the things that he was saying is the fact that we exist. Everything is matter of the relationship. We exist as the relationship with you know with the other people, with our experiences, with factors or, or elements that you were talking about, plants, animals, energy, subtle energy, and anything else, really and awakening is that gradual process of realization of that relationship between me and the rest so there is no place in which i get to it and i will be awakened is the process is um is the journey and to me one of the things that is essential to think about when considering or when grappling with awakening as, as the concept The fact that it's becoming uncomfortable with being uncomfortable because very often, when it comes to challenging yourself, with oh, actually, I was thinking about this this belief that I had for all my life is actually something that was imposed to me on me by my parents, by society that I, I, I lived in, or by career path that I have chosen, and it's not me, it's not align to me it doesn't resonate with me the other thing is like i might have chosen the career path and i spent some time in that career and then after some time i might awake to the um realization that actually it doesn't align to me it doesn't mean that it has it has been always the case is it might mean that 10 years ago it it resonated with me but it doesn't resonate with me so I suppose there are two ways of awakening is that sudden and gradual realization that gradual realization when you grew that the process is growing on you when. You are able to look into mirror pretty much every day and see like oh what is happening and adjust your if the boat basically on the daily basis or you can just wake up one day and say oh my God what is happening Mm -hmm. so that's yeah i feel that the most important thing when it comes to, to awakening is just to, to to become comfortable with with being uncomfortable and to be able to question yourself on a daily basis and find out how you're doing
0: thank you carol uh yeah for sure the uh i, I think what you're, you're referring to there is the the kind of uh sudden Uh, experience as opposed to the gradual one is uh, kind of the kensho and the uh, satori moments right um where uh, in japanese they're uh, talking about you know that if you're going to take the uh, difficult or the uh, uh, more uh, conscious path so when you have your kensho moment it's uh kind of you're resisting that awakening until you can't anymore because you can't shield your eyes from it as it were whereas satori is that uh, kind of more gradual more gentle you kind of ease yourself into you you, you're not resisting the process you're you're flowing with it right um and yeah it's it is you know i personally i i was one of those stubborn ones that resisted and I, i had to experience the kensho sudden uh moment um and you know there are always these. Uh, it is always a matter of how do you perceive your own experience and how do you take yourself through
2: it yes thank you christopher um i, I so it's um it's really it's really mysterious how it works um for instance uh, if i can share uh mm-hmm. on my story uh Mr. Four Mr. years Mr. i had Thank you. For years, I had been around personal growth uh, ideas and enjoying reading about it and being in groups that discussed that. But um, somehow it was not really kicking in. Um, it was something entertaining to be around, of, but um, or maybe it was preparing me, it was percoli- percolating at a slow rate all these years. I don't know. Uh, but what happened is that um uh, during COVID I wasn't doing so well mentally and I was feeling depressed. And um and so I came across that healing training, energy healing training. And and because it was around Christmas and because of COVID, just, uh, the course had like a huge discount on it. So I was like, oh, I can afford that. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm um, Let's try this. Maybe I can help myself move on that weird mental state I am and that, that I don't like. So I started, and for the record, I had we had to buy a pendulum, and I had never touched, even n- never seen a, a pendulum before. Those little thing that uh, are <laughs> um uh, on, on a cord, and so I was like hmm, what have I put myself into so anyway I do order the thing and open the package and do as instructed and then you have to hold this uh, pendulum so that was, that was that felt so awkward and and I, and I asked give me a yes and the thing just moved straight away and at that that was the first stage of the um I'd say awakening uh, I was so surprised that just I was so so careful of not moving my hands but then the pendulum move so that was like whoo mind-blowing to me and then I started doing the um, the modules that we had to learn and we could practice with others and And that's when it happened Like I was, I was ready to do the protocol with my hands as shown by the instructor and follow the instructions. And my hands just started moving by themselves as as if they had their own knowledge of what was going around and what, what to do and And it was stronger than me, and my heads would, my hands would just move above the like bodies and seem to know what was going on and It was just the second time I was practicing first time was the practice with the pendulum, and that was just so powerful that um and then and then I started receiving feedback from people that they would feel energy moving in their in their body but they were on another continent or that they had heard their guides for the first time of or been swimming in the ocean in a healing very powerful healing session while i was doing the healings and and that was so so big and 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 just like picture yourself i had never seen and i had never did anything like that it's not around my family at all Um, and so there was an awakening. And from that point, uh, things started to go really fast, books falling on my, on my, on my laps, uh, meeting people. Um, and seriously, like all the things that had, that I had been around for years started to really kick in like to another level and it was going so fast and, and I don't know, I can just drop into. Deep meditation states, states now in, in a minute, whereas I couldn't for 20 minutes, for, for 30 seconds before. So, so I don't know. And then as you said, uh, Christopher, it doesn't go without resistance because it happens so fast. Then you have your old paradigm, your old life. I'm not 20 years old. I'm older than that. So I have a whole entire life paradigm to deal with and move through move through with this new realization in goes fast. what does that mean uh and it goes back to that separation um concept that you 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 were talking about at the beginning so we are not separated if i can have if someone on another continent can feel uh my healing session uh what's going on so then you start talking in another way and um and yeah, so I'm, I'm working through things, but I would say that's how it happened. And but the overall feeling is it's it's feeling really good. It's feeling great. It's exhilarating.
0: Well, uh, it's part of uh, trusting the process that allows you to move through through those challenges with ease and saying that you know it's okay it's a process it's i'm um, moving through it i mean i had very much the same experience that you had you know i was sitting in meditation and i just got this urge to move my hands around my body and and suddenly i could feel energy just moving around my body and that was like oh i wonder what this is you know <laughs> yeah. And you just uh, when you when you remove that resistance and I, now i think what we're talking about is more like a spiritual awakening Uh, which is one category of awakening um, and that that then you release that resistance and you allow things to uh, flow naturally through you then you can move into or your intuition becomes heightened and all of that right Um, but i mean there you also have people that have awakenings as to You know, one day they're sitting at their office and wake up to that. You know, they don't like the the way the world is being treated, or the way the animals are being treated, or the ecological, uh, you know, damages that are being done. And suddenly, just walk out the door and go and do uh, what they can to uh, sort out that relationship. So there, there are different. different types of awakening and that, you know, you have societal awakenings and so forth, but like what uh, Carol was saying, you know, you can wake up to a conditioning that you grew up with, um, say that, you know, you grew up in a very political home, so whether that being, you know, communist or fascist or whatever it is, perhaps you grew up with a lot of racism in your home. And that was the belief system as you grow up, you suddenly come to the realisation that this is wrong. Now, suddenly you are at odds with your family's values. And but it's so your your relationship is uh, shifting to uh, your relationship with humanity is shifting. And so those can be really, really challenging. Um, And I remember when I was going through my process, nobody in my family um, really is interested in any of these things so it's and also when i went out and talked to people you know they're like oh you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine (laughs) i was like well i'm not fine (laughs) you know this is really challenging and it's like no 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 you're gonna be fine of course yes i it turned out fine but you know when you're in the midst of it it's really challenging and it's uh it's so for anybody listening to this you know if, if you have friends that are going through those kind of challenges you know, give that support and uh, and give them hold space for them with empathy that you know you they they are going to be fine, but that you're with them through that process because um, you, you we're looking at uh, you know when you first have that awakening that there's a lot of fear that comes up. Uh, we've talked about cognitive biases before with the. Uh, that oftentimes if you're asleep at the wheel of uh, living or of life uh, that we end up with these cognitive biases, for example, loss aversion or whatever it may be that you have that fear of the unknown, right? You, you're, Even though your life might not be perfect the way you would like it to be, you moving into that level of perfection is so uh, almost far distant to you that there is that fear of moving into that. So when when you're pushed into it, as an awakening often is, you you kind of, you don't really control it, you're pushed into it, then there's a lot of fear that comes up. Um, Also, you're releasing a lot of pent up energies, uh, a lot of emotions, there's a lot of healing that goes on. So the healing is essentially that you're kind of forced to face these aspects of yourself um that haven't been served or they are no longer serving you um so when we're looking at uh, these energies then we're talking about emotions that you've suppressed for a long time and suddenly they come up and they want to be recognized acknowledged and let go of um, so that can then be become very challenging um oftentimes we uh, become energy sensitive so we can we tap into energy and we feel energy in a different way and if this is something that is not common to you uh, and this doesn't matter whether you know you're having a spiritual awakening uh, awakening as to animal rights or environmental or whatever it is. uh, It it is part of the same process Um, and that energy sensitivity if you're not familiar with it, it can be quite uh traumatic and quite daunting because suddenly you are pick you your emotions are going all over the place because you're picking up emotions from other everybody else and you don't know where it's coming from you think it's all belonging to you but as a matter of fact it could be you know walk down the street and there's 50 different people around you that you're suddenly starting to pick up uh, on what they're feeling um so that that can be quite uh jarring um, and of course heightened intuition because you're you're more energy sensitive you're now paying attention or you're releasing the resistance to in, intuition so oftentimes when we're quote unquote asleep, we do uh engage with the world through our mental faculties and i was l- listening to the radio this morning and they were talking about the uh three um you know the the three brains you have your your uh, head brain, your heart brain, and your uh, gut brain, right? But we tend to get through life only operating from our head brain, uh, so only with our IQ as opposed to our EQ or body uh, body intelligence. Um, but now, when you you've kind of released uh, your resistance to uh, to 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 the to life as as a whole that also means oftentimes that you release resistance to all these other things so suddenly you're starting to things become more clear to you and it it gets very confusing like carol was saying before you know it's that questioning everything and because you had that anger and so forth that you kind of get angry with yourself it's a grief process because Part of yourself, what you knew yesterday is now no longer there. The person you knew yesterday is now gone. So part of you, it's like a near death experience, right? Because part of you has now died. And now you're getting to know this new person that you deep inside, you know, was always you. It was always you, but you've acted like something else. So it's it's not like, daunting in that respect. It's more like, okay, I suppose I better get used to this one. But at the same time, you're angry that you you look back on your life and you say, oh, why did I do all this when I could have done this so much earlier? And why did I make these choices? And you, you realize that you're actually accountable for your choices that we, we've talked about many times as well. And suddenly you go, well, if I'm accountable for my choices, that also means that i have you know i i'm responsible for all these choices i've made in my life um and you kind of you get disappointed with yourself that you've made quote unquote the wrong choices um but i think most people come to a conclusion rather quickly though you know whatever choices i've made has led me to where i'm today and obviously this is what it's meant to be and how it's meant to be because if i didn't do that i wouldn't have the experiences i have today and um, be able to help others uh, in whatever situation they may be in Um, so there's that regret as well and part of the the uh, cool thing is that as i talked about once you start to settle into the process and know when i started my process it was really like i was searching the internet high and low i was talking to people like how long is this going to take and everybody's like sorry can't tell you (laughs) really depends on you it's really up to you and i was like well i just wanted to settle down right now i don't want it to be so chaotic um but uh, yeah it is really it comes and goes, I suppose. and This was six years ago now. Um, and uh, yeah, it's settled down a lot, lot since then. But yeah, no, I mean, there's still growth process and there's still awakenings going on as you continuously question your motives and you question uh, your choices and you question you know, the motives for your choices. And you keep looking at your life and say, okay, well, is this really serving me? and then you go through so i've written about the uh uh, kind of the evolutionary process for us as human with the you go through growth rest and recovery and integration and that kind of you circle through that through life um but when you settle into it and you start to understand that you you have this connectedness you have this heightened sense of intuition and uh understanding and you you kind of go deep within and tap into this wisdom that you have within you, it is very cool. Uh, so whether that is you know your connectedness to humanity, connectedness to something higher, uh, or connectedness to nature or animals, whatever it may be, it gives you that sense of there is something bigger. And I think that is a big part of that. Uh, process of awakening. That it doesn't matter where you awaken to, whether that being social injustice or whatever it may be. But it's that process of understanding that it's it's there is something greater than me out there, and it's there is a purpose that I fulfill in the process of uh, that. So that's that's at least part of my experience in in uh, when it comes to awakening. But now it also comes down to. As you move through this process, what's your perception of the process? So uh, we've talked a few times on these episodes about uh, uh, spiritual bypass, for example. And uh, about three years ago, I kind of woke up to myself and I said, well, you know, I'm kind of just going through the motions here and uh, I'm, I'm kind of holding all these ideals, but they're kind of, I'm holding them in a different version of myself. I'm not really bringing them into my physical expression. I'm not bringing them into my 3D experience, if you like. Um, and that's that was a huge up awakening as well that, you know, I probably should practice what, <laughs> what it is that I, I believe in. Um, so if if I think there is a possibility for utopia, then that's what I need to strive for. Right. So, But my perception before that was, oh, you know, as long as I kind of believe this, then everything will be fine and I can just hang back and it'll be fine. But, you know, you realize that you actually need to take action. You need to help move things along. You can't expect uh, anything external to you to take care of it for you. You can help external uh, forces or energies guide you. but uh you you're unfortunately we're the avatars and we have to take that action for ourselves right so it becomes a process of peeling the layers of the onion right uh so you peel one layer off and you're like oh finally i'm through i'm done oh no there's another layer peel that off oh finally now i'm done surely no there's another layer so uh and it, it's like I was saying before, you, you kind of had this expectation that there is a time frame that you will go through and then you're gonna be in kind of enlightened state in Iran after that. Um, and in my experience, in a way that has not been the case. Um, you move through different stages and you peel the layers of the onion. But that reveals another aspect of you it's it's a process of getting to know yourself as well it's a process of revealing yourself and your authenticity um we talked about authenticity a few weeks ago and you know that is really a process of getting to know yourself because why i feel is authentic today is very different from six months ago or even last week um and it's going to be very different uh, you know next week or in a couple of months from now so that process of uh, getting to know what your authenticity is is going to also be a process uh, over time um, and it's allowing that to happen quite naturally and be patient and allow yourself to move through it without uh, without bringing resistance into the uh, into the process because as soon as you start resisting that's when you start suffering so if you can approach the process uh with um without judging your experience that will then allow you to move through it with flow and with grace uh, so i've kind of in my process uh, i use the uh, Buddhist perspective on this, where you know you have your experience, and this actually, just as a side note, when I first started looking at this, scared me. Uh, it was something I was fearful of moving into, because I was like, "I want to feel joy, I want to feel happiness." So And the Buddhist per- perspective was that you uh, observe your emotions, you observe your experiences without judgment. Uh, so that there is no good or bad it is just an experience and i was like well that doesn't sound nice you know it's like just nothing it's just neutral um not realizing that you know it's the that calm in itself is the joy it's but you don't judge us that you're just experiencing it and if you know if there's an experience that is challenging you don't judge it good or bad it's just it just is right and if there's a joyful ex, uh, experience again you don't judge it good or bad but you experience it right so before i moved into them before i had that uh, embodied understanding of it uh, it was frightening to me i was like I don't want to be like that. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy. It. I want to, have, you know, experience love and bliss and joy and all that. Uh, but I think once you move into these different concepts and you you start to embody them, then you can actually uh, uh, sit with them and you can then you understand them a little bit more. So it's again, it's that patience and kind of moving in with it uh, through with curiosity. Uh, as opposed to s- suspicion, um, I would, I've always been kind of stubborn, and as uh, my family and my ex-wife will uh, attest to, um, that, and it's that process, that kind of that was an awakening in itself to me, to, or a learning process for me to know that you know I, I don't have to control everything, at least external to me. And understanding that, you know, the, the only things I control are my words, my thoughts, my actions. I know there are some people here that disagree with me on that, but <laughs> at least on the thought part. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's that realization. So there was, you know, in karmic energy for me that I, I had to move through. Oftentimes, when we perceive, when we judge our experience, that's when we, we end up in that, uh energy of resistance and that's when we are then going to feel that we're not moving through things uh, as smoothly as we could and that's when we're going to start going into those fear uh, elements and we're going to start judging our experience like oh this is crap how long is this going to take you know you start uh, putting value labels on everything um And then also, you know, keeping an eye out for when those good things, and this is where judging the things good or bad is really uh, going to be a challenge for you, uh, is when you look at, for example, you know, heightened uh, intuition or psychic abilities or energy healing. You know, a lot of hubris can come through and the ego can come through those kind of experiences like, oh, wow, I can heal people. Fantastic, you know. Um, look at me. That's fantastic. So, uh, if you just move through that without judging it, judging that experience, then you can allow the that process and that uh, those skills or tools to evolve much quicker and uh, more. Uh, you can bring those to uh, humanity uh, in a in a more uh, gentle way. Um, I mean, there's, I've seen lots of uh, there's a lot of people uh, that kind of how should I put this without uh, offending anybody <laughs> can end up in a situation where they, you know, they talk about uh, what they do as opposed to how they kind of bring it through them um, to help others, right? Um, and this again, it's neither good nor bad. It's just someone else's process. Um, and it's a process that some people, I I mean, I was in that process myself, and that was part of my spiritual bypass. Um, and you kind of find your balance. And oftentimes that's what that process is about. is finding the balance between your old self and your new self as it were. Uh, and seeing how you can move through that until you can release it.
3: This this is a interesting top, topic. Sorry, I, I came in late, but um, I don't know. In my case, I've been, I've been. This is not. Uh, this is in 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 terms new to me, right? In terms like there was, I I believe that we have like we have this. Intuition, inclination, and you know, towards um, a different way of living, right? And um, in my case, I I have experienced so many different things that I don't know how I didn't see that clearly. <laughs> um, and but I, I do believe that that it was. It was not very. I, I mean, I cannot remember like a specific moment, a specific time. I remember many specific moments in life where something, like a light or like an opening in my my head, my my brain, right, was like what, and it sounded so absurd, but at the same t- at the same time made sense that it was so strange but unbelievably like delicious i don't know how mm. to explain it it was like whew, that 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 sensation and the whole the whole thing that um for me was very strong was you know my that the, the my own perception, my my life, like you were talking about it uh, a few moments ago, like who's this person, right? Who's this person, right? I I couldn't believe so many things, like I was being able to see clearly through what I was saying, through what I was receiving and perceiving, that it was so strange for me, like. I've, I, I didn't fall because I, I have had these conversations before with some people. Some people say that they fe- felt depressed and very down. I, I I don't think I felt that way, but I did felt like because I I, I think I was more compassionate. Thanks <laughs> God that I was able to. To see just ideas, you know, I thought they were so stalking me. I was so attached to my ideas of who I was. That was the, the most, uh, the main thing, I think, not about life or God or it was about myself, because I think that's the root. Right. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Who is it? Who is in here? Why I'm feeling this way? Why do I feel um Affected by things that are not even meaningful, right? So it was an interesting, and it has been, and it is an interesting experience. But because it's like the person that I least know for sure, it's myself, and it is. I do believe that it's it's not easy, right? Of course, but but I. <laughs> I have come into terms to find it enjoyable in a way. It's not that I'm masochist, but but um, sometimes I believe that it's it's just like a game um, within myself. Like, but but at the same time, I feel this uh, urge to, like you were saying, there's a responsibility to it, right? There there is something there that. Uh, that I'm still working on, that it just moves me and I don't know how to put it into words. And a lot of this has been this way. A lot of things I cannot put it into words. So when I listen to someone, it's easier for me to not get the idea, but to put it into my own puzzle. I don't know if I'm making any sense at all, but that is more or less my confusing experience. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, and I think that's really uh, kind of puts, uh, put, uh, kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, it is a confusing experience because you're experiencing yourself from a perspective that you've never experienced yourself from before. Um, and yes, absolutely, that discovery process of who am I is a huge part of it because it, as I see it, you know i am here experiencing myself and the only way i can do that is with all of you guys and everybody else and all the you know material things around us as reference points you know how am i uh, how how am i in the relation to these different things and these different people uh, how do i react so uh, you know you're saying that you're not know, a masochist and that's I truly believe that it's your, I think you're just uh, accepting your journey and accepting that your experience is without judgment. And that's why I was saying before, if you uh, if you look at yourself in a perspective where you are uh, judging your experiences, then you are uh, at some level going to resist them. Because then you're saying whether it's good or bad you are putting them in a compartment and saying this is how I want to experience it, rather than just allowing yourself to have the experience without any judgment. Um, And that then allows you to appreciate and have gratitude for the experience. So you're grateful for the experience because now you're learning about yourself and you're growing. Even if it is a challenging experience, you can have that gratitude for it.
1: Thank you very much thank you very much jesse for sharing your beautiful story and i when you were talking about being masochist and (laughs) (laughs) i i i like to compare like any kind of the spiritual or psychic development or mental development into physical development so what do you think about people who are athletes, you know, whether they're running, swimming or going to the gym, lifting weights, what they go in order, what they go through in order to build muscle, you need to destroy the muscle first, you need to go through the physical pain, you that's, that's kind of excruciating sometimes. And of course, what is happening, they put themselves into that position of vulnerability deliberately, because they hope to get better. So when we are facing with kind of spiritual um, development, psychological development, or maturity, we're doing through exactly doing exactly same thing at different dimension, though. But we are looking into ourselves, who we were, what conditioning we had, what we believed, what was harming us, but it was in our blind spot. And now we are in a very luxurious position to look into that blind spot and decide, oh. Are we going to, to do something with that, or no? if we are not going to do anything at this time, it's fine. It can run our lives. we might but if we decide to do something with that, it takes pain but that's that pain is rewarding because you can get to the point that some you know in 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 some time, however long it takes, however long it takes, but then you can look at your journey, you can look back and say, "Oh, I've been there, I'm here now and the other dimension to this, or another level to this, is the fact that you can connect with other people as well because you have more experience, you have more journey that you went through, and it's easier to relate from that position of awareness to different people and relate. Oh, what that person is going through at the moment. So, yeah, thank you very much for for sharing that.
0: And think of that metaphor. I really like that metaphor, uh, Carol. With the uh, the athletes, you know the Because most of us have experienced that pain, and it it feels good to have that because it feels like you've actually done something that is beneficial to yourself, right? And it's, uh, I think that's a good way to uh, gain perspective. To you know that oftentimes a lot of emotional pain that comes up as you're going through these different things, and uh, uh, it's a good reminder as you move through it. This is I am. Becoming stronger, I'm growing. I'm, uh, you know, developing myself in a way that is uh, going to be beneficial in the future. And, and that past gapping, I think, is also super important when you're going through this process of awakening. But you know, whether that being for social justice or uh, spiritual awakening, whatever type of awakening you're you're going through, rather than future gapping, where you are <clears throat> looking to oh, I want to be here, uh, Do past gapping, where you say, oh, this is where I've come from. Because the future, you, you really don't know the timeline as I, I was experiencing. And I, I was really desperate to find out how long this pain was going to last. Trying to find that out or being desperate about that actually proved to just prolong the, period of pain, because then I needed to grow. I spend more time growing, because it was going to take longer time for me to realize that I just had to uh, kind of go through the motions of it. But if I, on a uh, week by week basis, could instead look back and say, oh, look how far I've come, then that would then allow me to sit more comfortably through the process, but also to just feel guided by the the uh, the different journeys that you take in that process. So, for example, I uh, I did uh, I think I first took my uh, Reiki practitioner uh, training, and then I did mediumship training, and then uh, you know other types of training uh, for. Uh, to become what I was, oh, I thought I was going to become. Uh, but it's like you go into the energy healing. Oh, I'm going to be an energy healer for the rest of my life. This is fantastic. This is what I'm going to do. And then you realize, well, perhaps that wasn't it. And then you go into something else. And it's like, all right, let's we'll try this out. So for me, it was trying all these different things. But when I look back, I realized they were all part of the journey to bring me to where I am today. Because I bring all of those things together into my coaching practice, so they all serve what I'm doing in in that practice, and it, it allows me to bring something unique to the clients that uh, that decide they want to work with me. Um, and the uh, same with you know doing with the psychotherapy. Uh, that process is really. Um, Part, again, it's bringing it all together, bringing all these pieces together to create something that is going to be unique. And someone uh, told me once that you didn't come into this lifetime to repeat what you've done in past lifetimes, whether you believe in past lives or not. Uh, for me, that was uh, resonated with me. So, you know, I've been a healer in my past lives. I've done all of these kind of wacky, wonderful things in my past lives. I'm not supposed to repeat them. I'm supposed to bring something new, a new formulation, a new technique, a new, whatever it is, it's all about growth and innovation and bringing that new version of yourself into this lifetime to bring something completely new to the humanity, for, to help humanity to grow and progress. So it is in that process that we can then grow, but it's, it is challenging when we're there. I mean. I thought I was having psychotic episodes and when you're in that. Uh, so it is it can be very challenging, especially if you've been resisting the process for a long time. I think, Jesse, you probably moved through with less resistance and kind of taken as it's come up. I clearly was like, no, nope, I'm not doing this. And I did that for like 20 or 25, 30 years. And I was like, no, nope, I'm not doing this. Because when I was a kid, you know, I was, I was a lot more open and I had uh, very energy sensitive and all of these things. And I kind of shut that down and it took another 34 years. And uh, then it was like, okay, you've had your fun now. It's time to uh, <laughs> get moving. Um, so
3: yeah, now that I think about it, I thought I was resistant, of course, myself uh, a lot, but mainly in my... Reactions, you know, maybe in my actions and reactions, because I was able to see it, but I wasn't able to stop myself from from reacting my impulsive ways, you know. So, so it took me a lot of time, and I I believe that a lot of it helped. What helped me a lot, it was you know. Because my my relationship with God within my spirituality was, I think, has been s- steady in a way. You know, it has been. Um, I don't know how to put it into words, but I trusted life. I I have been trusting life. Like I have never felt, you know, uh, a strong fear on. You know, everything is going to crumble down. Mm-hmm. Like. I am very sure that if it does I it's going to be fine it's going to be what it is right so in that sense I I said I, there's nothing I can lose right yeah. and and like that I I need that I can because I lost many things of course and and I even lost you know um I lost friends and and, 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 and and many other things that I but I, it wasn't for me the problem because of that trusting that I never really saw it like clearly. I, I never put it into words. it was just in me and and I, I do believe that a lot of a lot of my process was in silence in that I was not able to talk about this with many people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, actually for a long time I couldn't talk about this with people at all because I was trying to listen. So I did uh pray and I, I read the Bible. And for me, even reading things again, like books and you know, like the Bible, it was a completely different experience as well. So it, it was very interesting. It's like it it was like uh it was like like seeing words in a different way as well. And now I can see how it, it's strange, but how words have become so, so damaging, mm-hmm. so, so misused, right? And, and, and I am, I am, tr- I'm trying to be very careful, but not because of fear, but because I believe that words each word is beautiful so we need the language we have we have i and now I, when i see people and and myself sometimes using a word and i said no no that's not the correct word
0: mm.
3: but it's so strange i don't know if if i, I always go into my world and then i i disappear
0: in, in words makes perfect sense I and mean, i think what you're talking about is uh, different energies and different energy signatures and uh yeah i mean we we i talk uh, in some groups about we talked about uh, income versus revenue like so income is kind of a low vibrational word so we'd rather talk about revenue when we're talking about you know making money um so yeah absolutely and it's it's whatever you resonate that is going to work for you um and definitely my language has changed over time as I become more aware of what energy or language energy that is uh, resonating with me and words I'm using today, I wouldn't have dreamt of 10 years ago to use. So absolutely. Um, And that's part of that uh, awareness that we wake up to as well. And it's, I think a lot of times we we've We start out bringing some of these challenges that we had in our "quote unquote" previous life before uh, said awakening. Uh, We bring some of those habits with us into the awakening process, and that is part of what we work through. Then, right? So, you judgment is a big part. So, if you, for example, wake up. Uh, have an awakening uh, in terms of social justice, for example, you may uh, bring that judgment of the other side as it were. And part of the awakening is then to build that understanding that you you are connected with the other side as well and building that compassion and acceptance, right? Um, But with that judgment also comes the understanding that we are judging ourselves. That's where the judgment originates and it's fear of someone else judging us and i know that was part of my process in the beginning as well and i talked to my ex-wife about that uh, the saying that you know i was afraid or fearful of uh, my community my tribe uh, that i come from to that we're going to judge me um, and she was like well you know what if you said that you were gonna become a priest, become ordained as a priest, no one would bat an eyelid. So why is this gonna be any different? So that then I was like, and that again, that was one of those mini awakenings because that shifted my perspective. I was like, yeah, screw that. (laughs) I'm I'm, uh, I'm just gonna live as authentically as I can um, and speak you know, with compassion and uh, authenticity, and that will have to be my journey. And if I lose people along the way, then that's their choice, not mine. Because I am who I am, and if they don't accept that, then that's their choice. And again, that's then becomes part of the awakening process as well. That, as you say, you you lose some people, and you you go through the grieving process of that. And that's again, it's that. The anger and the uh, the fear of that uh, is part of that grieving process of the person you were, because you you that person is now dead, and you're now becoming something new. But you you're finding uh, the original version of yourself, um, and it's going. Just knowing that you're going through that grieving process, the the five stages of grief, is super important, because if you don't understand that, then you're not going to understand the challenges that, or the, all the emotions that are coming up within you. And when you lose people that you think are important to you, uh, yes, they were an important part of your life, but again, it's, things are impermanent. People, uh, things, you know, everything that is around us, around every single experience is impermanent so they are just there as props for us to experience ourselves and to reflect back on us and this is why i always get back to you know don't waste a good trigger if you are triggered by something then that whatever triggers you is there to show something within you that remains unhealed so if you are triggered by civil injustice or or social injustice or you are triggered by environmental destruction then what is it within you that remains unhealed and how can you that doesn't mean that you need to uh, say that oh well you know the world is being destroyed and i just have to accept it not at all but it's how you go about it how you go about uh, seeking change and enacting acting change, and I think the Dalai Lama is a perfect example of how uh, you know to just bring compassion and acceptance to show uh, become a role model for how you would like others to be around you, and then you can move into that area that you uh, you're kind of awakening to. Whether you know world order or <laughs> you know uh, authority or whatever it is, then you can move into that with a new sense of purpose without bringing uh, those heavier negative energies with you. Because um, oftentimes when we come to that realization, we're like, why isn't everybody doing this? This is amazing, right? And then you turn around and you go, well. You know why didn't I do this two days ago? you know And it's because timing is not right. The timing has to be perfect for everybody and timing will be perfect for everybody at one point or another. but we can't drag people kicking and screaming into something they're not ready to hear. And it's that when when we try to do that, that's from my perspective, that's why I feel that we, we end up with those. Divisions and we end up with that conflict and the uh, contentious energy, right? Rather than saying, you know what, empathy for someone else's idea is understanding that person's idea, but not necessarily you don't need to agree with it. You can just sit with it and say, I understand your perspective. It's not how I want to solve things. I understand that. How can we work together to find a solution that is going to work for everybody and that might not that solution might not work for someone else then you can bring their point of view into it you know it's like having the jet setter and the environmentalists you know the jet setter wants to fly around the world all the time and the environmentalist wants all planes banned now two conflicting seemingly conflicting uh, perspectives and objectives if they get together and create a uh, perfectly uh, environmentally friendly uh, uh, jet fuel, then the jet are can fly around the world and the environmentalists feel that they've, that they don't need to worry about that anymore. So now, and that's just, you know, just because you're of different um, opinions doesn't mean that you need to sit down and agree with each other. You can come up with something new, right? So that's part of that process of awakening to the uh, experience within ourselves and within everybody else and how we relate to others and how can we work together and find that collaboration, right? And not moving through things with fear and judgment, anger, all of these low frequency vibrations.
3: Yeah, and and one thing is, you know, that helped me a lot is, you know, I thought I had this idea of happiness, you know, that happiness does not, does not include sadness or anger, for example, and that was for me very important, like meaningful, uh, because I couldn't, like I felt bad whenever I felt really sad about. I knew that they were not important, important things, but still it affected me, so I, I felt unhappy because of that same thing because I was unhappy <laughs> or whenever I got ang- a- angry for, you know, trivial stuff and I knew about it and I just hated myself for that and um, or I just was angry and, um, you know, I, I I thought, you know, this is not life. This is not happiness. But I was so wrong. For me, that was one of the main things, you know, uh, of how to look um, sadness or those situations, how to, how to, that the feelings, that physical feelings, especially because, you know, the other ones, that the ideas or the situation, at some point, um, they, they, they change and, you know, but the, the sensation itself, I thought it was it was incorrect to have them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped me a lot to see that happiness includes everything, includes everything, includes that ability to live. And that was the whole point for for me. It was like, who is it? Who is who is inside me? Who am I? And I said, like the best word that I found was life in that sense because there was no meaning attached to it in my case, right? For Mm -hmm. me, life is... When I picture life, it's just like a current of water or there is no real image, not even the water, but it is something different. So I couldn't attach myself to any single um, image or concept or anything. So I started repeating that to myself in order not to, to see the sadness or the anger in a skeptical or uh, avoidance way you know
0: well exactly it's that um, when you move through without judging your experience right uh, when you judge your experience that good or bad you end up with that residual energy like in your case you, you felt shame and guilt for not being happy right and then you bring on this very 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 low vibratory frequency energy within you which is shame and guilt and it's it's not serving you um so yeah it is it is a skill that you can develop to really observe your uh, experiences without any judgment so that's uh that's awesome Jesse thank you for sharing that um so thank you to everybody and it's been an enjoyable discussion today, very much. And uh, thank you for bringing uh, your wisdom and your uh, uh, your experiences and uh, your inquisitiveness and childlike wonder as it goes. So thank you and uh, enjoy your day. Take care now. Bye. The purpose of this conversation is equally for us to understand if we are in an awakening process but also to recognize that we can choose to awaken to ourselves uh, at any given time when we have an experience if we come to a juncture where we are no longer so to speak in control of the process of awakening then it can become very traumatic and uh, a difficult process to go through so it's always you know desirable for us to in a position where we choose to take small steps, little by little, and move ourselves into that process and start reflecting on ourselves uh, in our own time. And also, if you listen to any of the uh, topics that we've treated here at the Alchemy Experience podcast, uh, you will find a plethora of entry points in terms of discovering uh, aspects about yourself and uh, awakening to your own process part of our mentoring services here at The Alchemy Experience uh, include to navigate these awakening experiences that we have. Um, So please, if you uh, feel that this resonates with you, uh, go over to thealchemyexperience.co.uk and uh, click on the link to register or sign up for our 30-minute free consultation. Please join us again next week when we release a new episode of the Alchemy Experience podcast every Friday at 11.11 British time. In the meantime, enjoy yourself and take care.